Welcome back to the Raider Report podcast, everyone. My name is Nick Benvenuto. I'm the news editor for the Right State Guardian. Joined, as always, by Claire O'Toole, social media assistant. Hello. And Maxwell Patton, Right Life reporter. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? You guys have a good week? Yeah, doing well. Doing well. How about you, Maxwell? How you how you holding up? Uh, I'd say for the most part, it's been pretty all right. I had a Christmas party with some friends of mine last night, so... It was, it was pretty fun. Oh, nice. Nice. I have some Christmas stuff coming up um, this upcoming weekend. One of my good friends, Chad, shout out Chad, if you're listening to this, uh, it's going to be his birthday. So we're having a little birthday party for him after the holiday. Um, but I think Christmas is on what, Friday or Saturday? Uh, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Friday. Okay. Yeah. We're having a party for him. Um, I believe on Saturday, the day after Christmas, we're going to get together and throw him a little shindig. So that should be a good time. I've also got some family coming in this week from out of town. So that'll be nice to be able to see them. I have not seen them since the beginning of all of this quarantine and coronavirus stuff that we've been living through. So it'll be nice to see them. And um, yeah, it's been a good week. Um, Actually, one of the highlights of my week that I wanted to talk about, I wanted to give a shout out to one of our former guests that we had on the podcast, Mr. Tanner Root. Um, He's a very good friend of mine, been good friends with him for about four or five years now. Um, He actually asked me on Tuesday to be a groomsman in his wedding. Uh, So I'm really, really looking forward to that. I feel like that's an that's an honor. I've only been asked to be a part of a wedding like maybe once once before. So I'm really, really looking forward to that, getting to share that special day with him and his wonderful fiance, Rachel. I can't wait. So if you guys are listening, um, shout out you. I can't wait. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm so happy for both of you guys. I love you both. Um, so, yeah, that was the real highlight of my week. We went over to Tanner's house, me and three of my friends. There was four of us, um, five if you include Tanner. Uh, we went over to his house to go axe throwing. I don't know if you guys have ever done that before, but there's a place here in Beaver Creek called Wild Axe. And basically, you can rent out a lane, kind of like a bowling lane, but instead of bowling, you're throwing axes. So you have a target at the end, um, and then you have a like an axe throwing instructor who kind of teaches you how to hold the axe, um, different throwing techniques, uh, teaches you how to hit the target and get the axe to stick, which was like my biggest worry going into that. I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be fun. But I have this this really bad feeling that every time I throw, I'm not going to get the axe to stick. I was really terrified that I was just going to constantly be hitting the handle against the target. But it was actually a lot of fun. And I was was pretty decent at it. I kind of shocked myself a little bit. Um, so that was really fun. If you guys are still in the area, um, over break, um, and you, you are looking for something to do something easily, socially distanced, um, and that doesn't cost that much, get a couple of your friends together and go check out wild Axe here in Beaver Creek. It was a lot of fun. The instructor that we had made everything really interactive. Um, he was really funny. So that was a lot of fun. Have you guys ever done anything like that before or heard of this place? I think I've heard of it because they do some sort of, uh, discount, thing with a uh, great escape game but it sounds yep, like absolutely. a lot of fun they do yeah when we finished he actually gave us a coupon it was like a three 
I think it's like three to five dollars off um, of our trip to the Great Escape Room, which is another thing I've been wanting to try, but I've never done that either. That's super fun. We definitely recommend checking it out. The only thing I've done that might be remotely similar to axe throwing is a bow and arrow at Girl Scout camp when I was nine. So, <laughs> so it's been a while, but you've done something of the sort. Yeah. <laughs> For today's episode, guys, um, I thought it would be really fun to kind of do a semester recap. It's been a heck of a semester for all of us. We've talked about it a number of times on the podcast, um, but we, we really did have some good moments here on the podcast and just in our guardian work in general. So I wanted to take some time to kind of reflect on those good moments that we had as we move in towards the end of the year. Um, and we look forward um, to tw uh, 2021. So for me personally, I'll go ahead and start off. Um, I had I had a top three moments here on the podcast. Um, my first one being an episode that we did early on in the semester um, with Mrs. Debbie Flynn. Um, and that was our National Suicide Prevention Month episode. Um, I, I really, really enjoyed this episode speaking with Debbie um, and you guys here on the podcast as well. It was something that really touched my heart to my own personal life. I've had to deal with suicide um, with family members in my own life. And um, I'm sure you guys have heard me talk about my depression and anxiety that I've dealt with in my own life as well. So that episode was something that was really special to me, um, being able to talk about mental illness and kind of help break that stigma of talking about it. It's something that a lot of times uh, people don't talk about. And I feel like it's something that needs to be done, especially with, um, you know, coronavirus and everything going on now. It's mental illness is we're seeing a spike in mental illness cases and people going to the hospital and, and people reaching out for help. So I feel like it's really important to talk about. And that episode was just something that really stuck out to me um, in my own mind. Another episode that we had that I really, really enjoyed was an episode that I actually did not even get to take part in uh, because I was feeling ill. But Claire here took over for me and did a fantastic job. Um, and it was a really, really good listen. If you guys have not checked this episode out, it was an episode that we did with Sarah Cavender, who is an award-winning former editor-in-chief of the Wright State Guardian. Um, that episode really stuck out to me. Um, just listening to Sarah talk about the work that she, that she was able to accomplish um, with the student journalists at the Guardian and her time here at Wright State uh, really inspired me as a writer and a student journalist alike. Um, and it really showcased the incredible talent that you know, the student journalists here at Wright State have um, and the importance of the work that we do. So I felt like that was really, really cool listening to you guys um, discuss those topics with her. Um, and, and Claire, I think it also showcased the skills that you have. Um, being able to lead the podcast, that was the first time that you had ever done that. Um, and I think you did a fantastic job. So I wanted to thank you again for that episode. And I think it was really cool. Well, thank you. It was fun. But I was glad when you came back the next week because I couldn't do what you do all the time. <laughs> I think it was really cool for you to not only step up and be willing to do that, but, you know, doing a fantastic job as you did. Um, everything went seamless. And, and I'm really appreciative of the work that you were able to do that week while I was out. So I think it was awesome. Um, and my last moment uh, was an episode that we actually did with Tanner, the guy that I was just talking about, Mr. Tanner Roop. Um, dubstep DJ and former Wright State Raider. I think it was a lot of fun to be able to sit down with somebody that I've known for a number of years um, and talk about the work that he does in his professional life, as well as showcase, you know, his skills as a former Wright State student as well. 
Um, there's a lot of people in our right state community that have an immense amount of creativity um, and that go out into the professional world and are able to showcase those skills. And Tanner is one of those people um, that's able to do that. So I think that it was really cool to be able to talk with him, learn a little bit about what he does and performing in front of thousands of people and how he's able to manage the stress as well as the, um, the enjoyment that comes with that. Um, I'm sure that it's an adrenaline pumping thing to do to be able to just be up and perform, you know, your music in front of thousands of people. So listening to him talk about that and the journey that he has had in his music career, I, I really stuck out into my mind as, as a moment that I was, that I was really thankful for here on the podcast as well. So Claire, do you want to talk about some of the moments that you enjoyed this semester and some of the work that you've done here at the guardian? Give us a little recap. Yeah, sure. So I also have favorite moments from the podcast. Um, the episodes you mentioned, uh, the one with Tanner, I was not uh, available for, but I was obviously in the one with Sarah and the one with Debbie. And I really liked those. I thought those were great. Um, one of my favorite episodes to do was the one where we interviewed Adrian Williams, the president of SGA. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that because I thought he really gave a good detailed um, explanation of what his job is, what the president's job is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, he spoke very uh, eloquently, very well of right state, and uh, he just really showed why he's a qualified guy for the job. And I really liked listening to him because I didn't know much about SGA or about that role before he joined us. So I thought that mm -hmm. was really cool. And it's like, he just seemed like a nice guy you could get coffee with. So. I'd also just like to add this in here. Um, I follow Adrian on Instagram and he just posted on his story um, either yesterday or the day before that he's getting ready to have his 21st birthday, which shout out to him. Happy early birthday, Adrian. I'm not sure if it's happened yet. Um, but yeah. Happy birthday, Adrian. And I, I was really mind blown when I saw that because, you know, thinking back to the episode, like you said, how eloquent, he, how eloquently he was able to, um, you know, portray his feelings as president and his job title and all of the things that he's involved with. Um, when I was 21, there's no way that I would be able to handle the pressure and the stress and the work that he does. So I just want to go ahead and give him a little shout out, a um, little happy birthday as well, because I, I think it's amazing that he's able to do the things that he's doing at his age. Absolutely. Yeah. And mm -hmm. after a medical setback too, uh, whatever that was, yeah, really impressed okay. me there. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and then not podcast, not podcast related. I have been in the Guardian for almost a year. I joined in January of this year, right before everything went crazy. So um, I had the pleasure of working with Sarah Cavender, as we mentioned earlier, uh, spring semester. And uh, at the start of my internship with Guardian, I did some videography with Shelby and Jamie. Um, they're no longer at The Guardian, but I hope they still listen to our podcast. Um, and I remember one night we went to the Creative Arts Center. Uh, it was you know, snowy February, all that kind of stuff. And we went to the CIC. And we were planning to take a video of, I think, a performance or a practice. Well, it turns out that, you know, we had confusion. We had the wrong day. And so we're in the CAC, somewhere I have personally never been. 
Um, and we're just, mm-hmm. like, it's nine o'clock at night, and we're just lying on the floor going, what do we do? And so Shelby calls Dylan, our, um, our, our business manager, and, uh, and Shelby's like, Dylan, I have bad news. What are we supposed to do? And Dylan's like, I don't know. So we hightail it all the way back to the office, um, in the student union. So this was a long walk, and we just, like... We're delirious by that point, and we just we just hung out, and I don't even remember what happened, <laughs> but I just remember that was like complete hijinks, and it was so fun. <laughs> like it was like I was walking through the CAC, like what am I doing? Like oh my gosh, like I've only known these kids for a month, you know. It was great. Um, <laughs> they got me back safely, so all good. Um, and then most recently, uh, the election night. Um, in November was, uh... What a night that was. Oh, my goodness, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh... And I think... I think that was just really, uh, good in a lot of ways. Just, uh, being part of such a historical mo- moment that I mentioned earlier. And also, um, getting to just hang out with so many different people and learn from them. My favorite part uh, of doing social media that night was the prep work for it, and when we did a trivia about the presidential candidate. And um, I remember I uh, helped and I came up with the trivia questions, and my favorite one um, for Joe Biden was that his mother, Jean, called him Joey his whole life, her whole life, until Joey was however old he is now. And uh, Donald Trump's one line in the second Home Alone movie. So those were my favorite. <laughs> Claire, I think that was like the first time we saw each other since the uh, pandemic happened was election night. That was super cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you guys um, go into the office and work as a part of the team that was actually in office yeah, we or were you guys at home? Okay. Yeah, you were, you were the brave one that took over after I went to bed. <laughs> yeah, I worked from 6 p.m. to to actually no i worked from midnight to um 6 a.m that night like can i like and... quote, can i quote your 3 a.m quote from that night <laughs> yeah go ahead that was a little delirious posted our posted something that you had said and it was like well she just be called the states of america nick benvenuto 3 a.m <laughs> and i'm like nothing to see here <laughs> yeah that was uh that was fun. I was actually house sitting for my mom that night, so I was I was in Troy, about forty minutes away, and uh, working remote that night. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I have to and that was that locked out. Um, no, but it was the same week. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same week. So yeah, that was a very interesting week. We had election week that night. I also made my first ever TikTok for the Guardian that night. Oh, that um, was the oh best. yeah. Was that the <laughs> The, that was the cranberry the, the juice. Yep. One, yeah. That was fantastic. Yep. Yeah, that was uh that was good. Good memories, good memories. Maxwell, what about you? Um I would say my favorite memories we've had so far on the podcast uh have been the Joe York episode we had with uh, which I think was right around Halloween. I think that was actually on mm-hmm. Halloween or maybe the day before. But that was yeah, super it was close. fun. It was it was he was a super nice person to talk to and his um, philosophy and political science background was super cool. Just when he was like answering the questions and he, he spoke really eloquently as well. Um, 
and he seemed to be really knowledgeable about his position. I also really liked the um, episode with uh, Sarah Cavender, the one that Claire led. I think that was a super good episode. The other one I really liked, the Thanksgiving one, I think. That that one was hilarious. Thanksgiving episode, yeah. Just, just partly because of your um, the cranberry sauce thing. I thought that was super funny. <laughs> I was actually at my yeah. I was at my girlfriend's house then and as soon as I said I didn't like cranberry sauce, she was like, What? And then I was laugh like she looked at me and was like, What? And you could hear my laugh that was like responding to that in the podcast. It was hilarious. <laughs> what are some of the things that you guys are most excited about um, for this upcoming year? And uh, I also wanted to ask you guys, do you guys do New Year's resolutions? And if you do, have you been thinking about anything that you're going to try to have as a New Year's resolution for this upcoming year? I do them, but I always break them. <laughs> but I think this oh, might be the hey, year. That's that, I think this might be the year that um, those New Year's resolutions stick. I mm-hmm. think after the crazy chaosness that is 2020, we need to be able to have something uplifting. What are the, some of the things that you're thinking about as having as a New Year's resolution, Maxwell? Um, I would say definitely save my money better, uh, for sure. Something and, I need to work on in my life as well. <laughs> uh, learn, learn to drive, for sure. Um, I've been trying to do this since I was about 16. So I think this might be the year that that actually happens. Look, looking forward to it, definitely. Well, good. I hope I hope that those things happen for you as well. Claire, what well, about you? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I uh, have recently been thinking about this, and one of my New Year's resolutions is to set better boundaries, uh, both with people and with things that I have to do, and with myself. Um, I would say that it's been something that, over the course of the last few years, I've worked on, but I've not really resolved, if you will, to uh, correct that, and I'm, I'm a people pleaser, mm-hmm. so I think that'll be a good one. Um, and also, um, for the next year, I'm just really, or for the next semester, I'm just really looking forward to meeting the people that I haven't met, like you, Nick, I've not met you, mm-hmm. um, and I've not met a few other people on the Guardian team, um, and, you know, I think, uh, I think I'm really looking forward to, uh, see where the university goes, because I think that's going to have a big impact on, our reporting and our social media. So I'm just looking forward to see, you know, what the heck are we going to post on social media? I don't know, you know, so it's, it's kind of a up in the air thing. Yeah, for sure. For me personally, I think one of the biggest things that I want to be able to implement back into my life is going to the gym. Um, Ever since coronavirus started and like the gyms initially shut down And then they were telling people that you have to wear a mask in order to come into the gym, especially with the one here on campus, which is where I was working out for the past three years. Um, I just didn't feel comfortable going back to the gym. So um, I've been doing yoga and doing like as much physical activity as I can in my room and just trying to stay active. But I really miss uh, lifting weights, the euphoria that comes with that. Um, For me, whenever I'm in the gym and I'm, you know, sweating my butt off and I'm lifting weights, it's like um, it's 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 a mental challenge for me, and I really like that. It's something that you know that I really look forward to. That I, and I've also looked forward to this like my whole life. I've I've always been active, lifting weights, being in the gym. So that's something that I really want to get back into. Uh, I think it'll help with my stress throughout my daily life, 
um, help with my depression and anxiety. It's something that I always preach to everybody um, who is going through similar issues that I have. I'm always like, man, you got to you got to try to stay active just because that, you know, even if you're at the gym for 30 minutes, that 30 minutes will take your mind off of all of your daily stress, take your mind off of that, you know, whatever you're anxious about, take your mind off of whatever is depressing you and just allow you to focus in on bettering yourself, become a, becoming a stronger person. Um, and it's, it's something that I really do miss. So uh, I really want to get a gym membership and get back into that and, um, and probably work on my time management skills a little bit better as well. But I kind of slipped into being a little bit of a, a procrastinator uh, ever since coronavirus started with a little bit of my work. So I want to end that trend, um, get back to being more scheduled and more organized um, like I have been in previous years. Um, so those are a couple of things that I want to work on. So yeah, earlier in the podcast, we had mentioned some of our favorite clips and some of our favorite moments from this past semester. So what we're going to do now is include some of the audio from those previous podcasts and some of our favorite moments. If you guys want to stick around and listen, I hope that you enjoy um, your break. I hope that you enjoy everything that's going on in your life right now. And I hope that you've enjoyed the content that we've been able to provide for you in the year 2020. And here are some of our favorite moments. I had no idea, to be honest with you, like that I always would say and I always just knew that the work that the Guardian did and that the students created was award winning and that I was biased to that. I always knew it was really great and um, really incredible and everybody was really talented. But to have it like recognized at such a respectable level um, to a point where we were competing with other schools like University of Cincinnati, Ohio State University, um, Bowling Green State University, Ohio University, you know, all those publications that you hear about at a high level. And suddenly we're being able to rank up there and to be part of this group that is just absolutely overwhelming. And to know that we were named the best college daily newspaper in the state of Ohio. There's just no words to describe that. That's honestly my favorite part of being a vice president or president at SGA. I think it's really cool to sit to kind of the decision makers of the university who really don't have student interaction and kind of tell them what's going on and show them the bright spots of our campus. Um, so I'm glad you're able to, to be on that. But in terms of retaining the nine, Redain the Nine is a initiative that started, it's a few years old now, over three years old. Um, it started out as a scholarship under Black Men on the Move, um, and it was founded by Kevin Jones, uh, who is a great friend of mine and has been uh, heavily involved in all of our administrations for the past couple of years. Um, Kevin was the president of Black Men on the Move in 2017, and uh, he established the Retain the Nine scholarship. And the reason it was called Retain the Nine is because it was aimed at uh, the scholarship was aimed at retaining the 9.9 percent of campus that was African American at that time. Um, so that's where the nine comes from. And so um, the scholarship under Black Men on the Move was kind of uh, it, it, it was it was in limbo for a little bit, and eventually it kind of fizzled out due to funding issues. Um, and so when I got elected in 2018. Uh, I was interviewing Kevin to be our chief policy officer, I believe, and he mentioned Retain the Nine kind of in passing in the interview. And I was like, man, that's powerful. Like, I had never heard of it before, and I loved the name. 
Um, and I said, this could be something that, you know, goes past just being a scholarship and really turns into a large scale initiative on campus. And so me and Kevin, you know, sat together and brainstormed a lot. And um, eventually we formed a large task force uh, chaired by myself and vice chaired by him made up of staff, faculty, and members of the community. Um, some of the people, I'll just highlight a few people. This is by no means exhaustive, but we had the president at the time, um, uh, Cheryl Schrader. We had the provost, current president at the time, uh, Sue Edwards. Um, we had a local, well, not local, federal judge, um, Walter H. Rice, um, members of student legal services, student conduct, uh, housing, Dan Bertzos, um, and even down to dining, I believe, uh, just everyone across the board was on that task force. And the main goal of the task force was understanding why the retention rate of minorities on campus. And when I say minorities, I mean socioeconomically defined minorities. So not just um, uh, African-American or Puerto Rican or something like that. I mean, first gen. this also includes first gen students. This includes students um, who are Pell Grant recipients. This includes students from um, high schools who are, you know, underfunded and not, not, um, up to the state level benchmarks. Um, this includes all of those students. Socioeconomically defined minorities are retained at a rate 25 to 30% lower than the rest of the university. And uh, retention at Wright State is an issue we have with everyone, much less minorities. So, you know, that's 25% lower than already fairly low retention rate. Um, and so when I looked at the data of that, I said, you know, me and Kevin poured over, you know, bunch of data, a bunch of reasons, talked to students, talked to professors, and we came up with four concrete ideas as to why students weren't being retained. Um, there were either personal, financial, cultural, or academic reasons. And so the goal of the task force was to address each of those four reasons in an interdisciplinary fashion, through mentorship, through, um, you know, uh, whether it's advising, through, you know, assistance with legal issues that students were having, things like that. And eventually we were able to get the Office of Retention, which is right next to, um, it's in the student union. I can't remember the exact office number, but it's in the student union right next to, to student legal services across the hallway from it. Um, and that office now has four full-time staff and eight um, part-time students working for them. And that sole goal is to assist in socioeconomically defined minority retention. Um, so I always tell students, you know, what, what we found ha happened a lot was, you know, a student is a freshman enrolled on campus, they have a car, their tire goes out, um, it costs $500 to fix, they can't fix the tire, so they can't show up to work, now they get fired, now they can't pay spring semester fees, now they have to drop out for a year. You know, it's just like kind of that snowball effect. And the goal of that office is to kind of help students with situations like that, prevent them from, from, from just snowballing out and end up dropping out. And, you know, the, the, that office is probably the thing I'm proudest of in my time in SGA. Um, I remember one random Wednesday, I went into that office and just asked them how things were going. They said on that random Wednesday, this was not like the first day it was open or anything like that. They saw 19 students. And that is, is just insane. I mean, that's just a random weekday. They saw 19 students. So, I mean, I, I have to actually go back and look at some of the data because I know they sent out... Um, some of the data for the upcoming semester, but you know, that office, you can, you can imagine if you just do a rough number guess on how many students are coming into that office on a weekly basis. Um, and so that's kind of been retain the nine. And um, what I wanted to do was have something that was going to last long after I left. 
Um, and so that over the summer, that was kind of what was was my main goal. And so I worked with uh, the University Foundation uh, to get an endowed scholarship uh, established under Retain the Nine. And what endowed scholarship is, for those who may not know, it's a scholarship where you have a certain amount of money in an account that the university invests. And the dividends on that investment are paid out in the in the um, form of a scholarship. So essentially, as long as Wright State is a university, that scholarship will have funding. Um, so it'll exist for as long as the university exists, essentially. And um, we were able to get that established. And um, as of right now, that scholarship sh for the first round should support three students. Um, it'll be one freshman, one sophomore, one junior, and then carry them out towards graduation. So three new students every year will be involved in that. And, um, you know, I'm really proud of that. I'm really excited. It took a lot of people that helped me um, with that. And, and I think that that right there is, is one of the one of the things I'm proudest of that I've been able to kind of accomplish and that, not on my own by any means. But um, yeah, that's kind of a short synopsis. Hopefully that kind of covered what you were wondering about it. I've spent a lot of time working on a program during my time in um, the House of Reps uh, called SOAR. Um, some people are more familiar than others, but essentially SOAR is a program ran by the student government and, and now partially um, the former Office of Student Activities, now OSIL, um, where more or less um, student government works to attempt to uh, teach leadership skills um, and provide incentives for student organizations on campus that are more uh, service and um, like giving back focused uh, a pathway to succeed and learn how to be successful on the campus. Um, and that's through a variety of things like SOAR workshops, which a lot of people have been able to attend. I ran and planned those for two years, um, in addition to participating for SOAR trophies and recognition at the uh, Student Leader Awards and a number of other opportunities for um, student orgs to get themselves out there and uh, learn how to be uh, very adequate organizations on campus and uh, fulfill their missions. And uh, I saw a lot of I saw a lot of positive feedback and a lot of positive um, trends in a number of student organizations. I believe even the Guardian had a lot of chances to attend those uh, SOAR workshops back in the day, and I've just seen a lot of those skills get transferred on to uh, the leaders of student uh, organizations now. If you like music, then again, who doesn't? Um, if you like people talking about random stuff, whether it's sports, pop culture, or really just anything, as long as it's not explicit, because the FCC would kill us, um, tune into WWSU 106.9 FM, Dayton's Right Choice, uh, which is right down the hall from the Race State Guardian and 018 Student Union. Um, we have a variety of shows for you, everything from comedy to music to sports to just talking. It's a lot of fun. Uh, also, I don't if you're a time traveler, um, go back two hours and listen to uh, the show before this, uh, which is on Mondays, uh, Rockin' Raider. Um, we're going to be doing a Christmas special, and the week after that, we're going to be doing a New Year's special. So that's going to be rather fun. Um, if you're not a time traveler, well, still listen. That is going to wrap up this episode of the Raider Report podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed taking a look back on some of our favorite moments from this previous semester. We will have another episode for you after the holidays, and I look forward to speaking to you all once again. I hope that you guys enjoy your time off, enjoy the holidays with your families, and have a great weekend. Thank you so much.